Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 74th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the political and lion-hearted Swordcatcher by Cassandra Clare. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And, of course, we'll list out our favorite things about Swordcatcher, and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. Now, of course, it's December. It's the time of giving. Oh, this is kind of like a guilt trip. <laughs> you know what? I will say, yes, I will guilt trip you. Um, it's the season of giving. Give us money. Thank you. <laughs> because having your Sabara at Kimmy the Bird helps us literally so much. It does. I mean, we do, like, really fun giveaways on social media. You know, just fun activities it helps me and taylor actually like do things and we're just two book nerds just just trying to live and try to book it out i just want to talk about books guys (laughs) and so if you would like to donate you're welcome to either click on the link in the episode description or visit our venmo which is also at kiwi and the bird so give us money but now on to the show Swordcatcher is an adult fantasy told through the eyes of protagonist Kellyan, aka Kel, and Lynn Caster. As this book is an adult fantasy, there is swearing and, to put it vaguely, but also kind of explicitly, themes of graphic nature. Sexual, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you weren't quite feeling the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> now Kimi is going to give you the synopsis. I'll try. Plucked from the orphanage at a young age, Kellyan Sarin has trained his whole life to be the sword catcher, a body double and guard to the crown prince of Castellan, Connor Aurelian. Kellyan and Connor are like brothers, but the social divide between Aaron and Castaway is all too apparent in the eyes of court. One wrong move and Connor, or Kellyan himself, might die. Meanwhile, down in the Ashkari community, healer Lynn Castor loathes the monarchy, and her grandfather, who has devoted himself to the rulers who oppress her people, Lynn is keen on furthering her medical knowledge to save her friend, but is constantly stalled due to her gender. But the night she's called to help the swordcatcher himself, she will be brought into a world full of glamour and lies. With a growing amount of secrets threatening to usurp the kingdom itself, Kelly and Lynn and Connor must determine who they can trust amongst thieves, nobles, and politicians, and worst of all, the head of the underground, the Ragpicker King. There's something kind of satisfying just about saying Ragpicker King. Ragpicker. <laughs> you got them rag picker <laughs> yeah that's exactly the voice that i heard in my head when i first like read it if this is ever made into a movie if the guy for rag picker team does not talk in that voice at least at the beginning <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it missed opportunity now one of the protagonists in sword catcher is kellyan sarin he's incredibly loyal to the point where he's willing to risk himself for those who might otherwise discard him. A talented fighter and with a desire to travel the world, he finds himself torn between uncovering dangerous assassinations and dealing with the shady Ragpicker King. <laughs> Every time we say it, we just go, Ragpicker King! <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, Kellyan must yield to the crown's politics, all while discovering who he can really trust. Yes, indeed. So, Kami, what did you think about Mr. Kellyan Sarin? I actually really liked him. And I actually believe that he had the most character development out of all the characters. Hmm. 
which is also my favorite. You know, I love character development. You know, I love when characters realize things. <laughs> yes. I think he was supposed to kind of be like, kind of a playboy, but he really wasn't. And then this, there was this weird, like, I kiss a bunch of people, but like, I care about one person kind of a thing going on. Like overall, I think his whole thing with like the crown and Connor and the whole politics, I liked him in that position. But on the romantic side, I think it could have been better. <laughs> so with Kellyan, I overall really liked him. Yeah. He's a super likable character. He's he's kind of soft-hearted. I think he is more tender than he thinks. Yes. But I did have that same question of I couldn't tell if he was charming or not. Yeah. Because sometimes he really was, and he kind of had, like you said, that playboy, very easy talking, very I know my way around things. And then other times he was kind of shy and almost reluctant. Yeah. (laughs) And so if he did kind of had two sides to him, and maybe he's one side in terms of the royal side of things, but then when he's really himself, he's the other side, then I'd understand that more. And maybe that was the intention but it wasn't quite clear enough in my head. Yeah. And so it was a little hard to kind of pin down those attributes. Yes. But at his base, I thought he was interesting. And he, again, was a very likable character. Yeah. You really, you kind of root for him. You're like, yeah, I, I want you to succeed. Like you have a bunch, you have people that you care about. And you, like you feel like the profound love he has for those people. And he's loyal. So for like. To a fault. <laughs> to a, if I wanted someone on my team, it's him. Yeah. Because you could put him through anything <laughs> and he'd stay. <laughs> In Swordcatcher, we also meet Lynn Caster. Lynn is fiery, outspoken, and isn't afraid to put someone in their place. With a fierce loyalty to her sick friend Mariam, and with a new source of power in hand, Lynn might battle with what she really wants. Power! Or the power to save those she loves. What did you think about um, our female protagonist, Lynn? Lynn was interesting for me. Because I found the history of her people, the Ashkari, very interesting. You know, they're very mythological based. They have powers. Lynn has magical abilities. But she uses said magical abilities and her knowledge of medicine to heal others. And so I liked that there is that base of inherently she's naturally caring. She's thoughtful. She's observant. She's here to help people. I think for me with Lynn, while I do appreciate that she is outspoken and that she isn't like her, she's not afraid of her emotions. There were certain situations where I was like, that might not be wise. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or at least even if she thought it vehemently, Mm -hmm. I was more so shocked that she said it. Yeah. But then I'm like, is it only being said Mm -hmm. because it's chemistry or it's like bidding Mm -hmm. things of the romantic side? And so then it's like, yeah, it's her character, but also in context of the world. It doesn't make sense. It didn't didn't quite match up. Yes. (laughs) You go, you go. Um... What I did appreciate about her is that she has, you know, she's a healer. You know, she has these magical abilities. She's fought for her position. And I appreciated that she constantly used them in the story. That was one point where I was like, yes, thank you. Like, she has this thing and she 
you can obviously tell she's very attuned to it. Like she uses it a lot. Like this is part of who she is. So there were, there were some aspects of her I really liked, but I think overall her character did fall flat for me, particularly because we started with her problems, but also I wanted her to be able to stand more on her own in the story. Swordcatcher takes place in the kingdom of Castellan, an old land separated into several regions from the glamorous palace gilded with gold to the criminal ridden maze and the ostracized salt of the Ashikari. So, Kami, what did you think about our setting, Castellane? <laughs> I think this was actually my favorite part of the book. One, because it's such a big world. I was so happy with Cassandra Clare because within Castellane, within our kingdom, you already have a bunch of regions. You already have a bunch of places where you're going to see the characters flow and where the plot's going to go. But then you also have other countries that are coming in with a political intrigue in terms of royalty. And I loved that. I do think it could have been organized a bit better. But over like the setting, I really, I really enjoyed like reading about all the different royalties in the different countries. I like to see the culture between the nobles versus the Ashkari. Like all of that just like combined together really made this story. So when I was reading this book, it's funny that I said that. I thought, Kimmy's gonna love the world building <laughs> in this. <laughs> And yeah, I do. I did like that the world was in depth, that there was a lot of specifics. There were so many details. It was very um, picturesque. Yes. Like it felt like you were reading, you were looking at a photograph when you were reading. I think I agree with you though, um, in terms of organization. Yeah. So I loved the world, but the timing of the introductions made it hard for me to sort out the world. But I did think the politics were super well done. Oh, yes. I like how you knew that I would love the world building, though. No, literally when I was reading it, I was like, Kami will appreciate <laughs> every single detail of this. It really, I love, that's how you do world building. You have cultures upon cultures in the same place. And then you have other places where it can have cultures upon, that's how you do it. Now let's move on to our next topic, writing style. Kami, what did you think about the author, Cassandra Clare? I think you can tell that Cassandra Clare has been in the game for a long time. She does have a way of making her story flow in a way that does feel very nostalgic. Because I feel like authors, new authors nowadays, are much more staccatoed mm. in terms of their flow. So I appreciated like that old time flow. I will say her the plot did stall sometimes. Um, but I did appreciate that it was a completely new setting with completely new characters. So I was I really respected that. Yeah. I really did. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with that stupid yeah. I was no, like, no, no. yeah. Okay. And it was the dumbest yeah <laughs> no. of all time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was super interested with this story because we grew up with Cassandra Clare. Yes, we did. And so I was curious how with her genre, sorry, not genre hopping, audience hopping, market hopping, demographic hopping. Thank you. Yeah. I was wondering how, if that would change her writing style, I was wondering how that would affect things. But I think what the story did really well was that it did hold on its own. And it didn't rely on her past books. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was a really nice start out into the adult fantasy genre for Cassandra Clare. 
And I do think her writing style was, I think her writing style has always been super enveloping. And she creates super angsty situations. She does. She does. Which have damaged my heart in the past. It really has. <laughs> now, if you like political intrigue, magic, healing, dancing, brothels, excessive drinking, expansive world building, several memorable side characters, betrayal, star towers, lions, crocodiles, male friendship, ancient civilizations, goddess stories, pining, mad kings, debauchery, poison, this woven kingdom slash defy the night, then this is the book for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a time commitment. I mean, it's like a 600-page book. Like, keep that in mind. But it's chunky. Again, streamlined plot, expansive world building. So, And the cover is pretty. The cover is pretty. It is. I liked it. I was like, it's new, mm-hmm. but it's fun and it's pretty. And this is exactly what publishers should be doing. Stop doing clip art. Thank you. Now, Kami, based on our unique rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash, and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Swordcatcher by Cassandra Clare? I'm going to start talking about the book in hopes that it stalls my brain long enough for me to actually give it a rating. That's what I do every time. (laughs) (laughs) Things I liked about the book. Again, love the world building. We have established that. There are a couple things that would change, but overall, really, really loved it. Her Cassandra Clare has this thing where she's really, really good at male relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic. Like, I feel like that's her forte. (laughs) She thrives in that area. She thrives in male relationships. And I really, I actually really enjoyed, like, the relationship dynamics between the characters. I think that was really interesting. In terms of characters themselves, I loved how many there were and how many, like, stories and how they all were placed in the story. They did fall flat in terms of development for me. And the plot did, again, falter a bit. And I do wish the ending had a bit more oomph. Mm. With all of that in mind, I'm going to go with a 5.5. Oh! Okay, this is interesting. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to start talking to do it. So yes, uh, things I loved about this book, like you said, the male friendships and the male relationships are always super well done with Cassandra Clare. You can really feel the bond, you can feel the history, but there's also a complexity in it. It's not perfect. With the characters, I thought they had very interesting bases. I wish that a few character traits were more solidified or given the context of the world a little bit more maybe realistic in a particular situation. The world building was great, very expansive, very solid. I think this book is very enveloping, like all Cassandra Clare books. And again, like you said, she is the master of angsty, impossible, forbidden situations where you're just like, ah! (laughs) Because all of that, and sorry, my voice might sound monotone. It's because I'm thinking so hard right now. It's a lot of power. But ultimately, I'm going to give this book a... I'll give it a solid five, which is a feeling my shelf. I would love to read the sequel. It's actually, I think it's been announced on Goodreads. I think it's called The Rag Picker King. The Rag Picker King. (laughs) The Rag Picker King. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our book recommendation episode about Swordcatcher by Cassandra Clare. We hope that you will join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, and if you'd like to be <laughs> guilted during holiday season. Tiny Kim, I'm just saying. <laughs> then you're more than welcome to click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for an upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about Swordcatcher. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi the Bird, happens. If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 74th... What happened? It just left me. <laughs> <laughs> the motivation to do anything. Yeah, just the will to live, yeah. I think, right there. Yeah. Don't be a Scrooge. <laughs> I mean, am I like a little tiny Tim? A little bit. Okay? I just had surgery, so. That, that's true. Oh, you are kind of like tiny Tim. <laughs> it was hard to walk around for a little You're bit. You're tiny Kim. <laughs> it was hard to walk around. I just heard that. <laughs> Swordcatcher is an adult fan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just saw things of graphic nature and it made me laugh. I don't know. I like how sometimes I'm super, super blatant, like sex. And then other times I'm like, things of graphic nature. <laughs> like, I think last time you were like, I have a lot of steamy sex scenes. Like, stay away. And I don't know what makes me choose one or the other. I don't know. All while discovering who he can turn to Patkanti. Yeah. <laughs> I like, too, though, how he's like, I'm loyal to the crown, but the ocean. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm loyal to Connor, but a boat. <laughs> but then he, so, like, that was him at the beginning. But as the story kind of went on, he'd be like, I'm loyal to Connor. Oh, but wait, was it Antoinetta? <laughs> 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 Or is he not? I couldn't tell. I yeah. was like, you seem like very committed, but at the same time not. Like you're going to brothels, but then also you're diehard on one other person. Well, he, here's the thing. He goes to brothels, but he prefers one courtesan. Yeah. <laughs> but then he kind of, he's like been in love with someone since, since childhood. childhood. Yeah. Well, actually, I liked to when um this is so terrible but when, but when Antoinette oh I won't say it now wait I know oh, no, <laughs> no I did like him in that moment because I know okay the eggs <laughs> you like chocolate I don't it's the thing it hurts <laughs> but that's the reality <laughs> I love how we know exactly what we're talking about without saying anything. Actually, this might be our most talented conversation we've ever had. <laughs> it's just the one brain. When we come together, it just works. Shrek has ruined the word layers. <laughs> <laughs> I messed everything up no, because you I really lied didn't. No, so I hard. Lied. You didn't lie. I, I, it's hard when we're chatting about so many different topics. <laughs>